And I want to start by just opening up and talking about the topic today. And then by the time we're done on the call today, I'm going to make it a leverage announcement. I know a bunch of you had leverage booked, and it was such a painful thing for us to, to move it. But because of, you know, this, 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 uh, this Omicron virus is supposed to peak during our leverage conference in Phoenix. And as a leader, I have a, I just felt a lot of responsibility when I started seeing all of the cancellations with air airfare and airlines and all of the issues that were happening, that when we take you out of your business for that amount of time to not have you be able to get home or to get there because of all of the crap that's going on and the lack of people being able to support and services, it just felt like the right thing to do. So we moved it. And so right now, if you want to write that on your calendars right now, it's going to be, it's going to be March 14th. I'll give you more details later, and it's going to be in a very completely different location. Uh, by the end of the by the end of the webinar today, I'll give you all that. I've got it all. I'm just going to have you hold on. I want to I want you to hang on with anticipation and excitement because we haven't even announced it yet to our coaches uh, where we're going and what we're doing. So because you're here today and you're here with me, I'm going to give you the inside scoop. You guys cool with that? You guys want to know? By the way, this is going to be by far, hands down, the best leverage we've ever put on. It's our speakers and the presenters and the skill stuff that we're teaching is flat out the best content we've ever done to the leverage. So it's going to be it's going to be worth going to if you haven't got tickets yet. The other good thing about it is leverage was sold out. Um, the new venue opens up uh, more availability so we can get more people. If you weren't able to go to the one in January, you'll be able to come to this one. So hopefully that works out for you. So let me first start by talking about today's theme. You know, one of the things is we build teams and we, you know, you're all part of this because you're coaching with workmen. And, you know, we talk about building teams and focus on building teams. What happens is when we start building teams, we develop our, our role as a team leader is two things, people development and business development. And when you do those two things really well, it creates a new set of problems. And let me give you an example of what I mean by this. And Ray, I'm sure you've experienced this over your career, is that when you develop great people, they start to wonder why they need the team. So you pour into them and you develop them and they start to become amazing. And then all of a sudden you're left with, oh my gosh, my top performer is going to leave. And you never want to lose somebody but we all love them so much that we also want the most for them. We want them to get the best for their families. We want them to have free time. We want them to be able to buy and invest in real estate. And so there's this, it creates this dynamic as a leader that puts you in a position where you have to make some hard choices. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring in one of our teams that has some high performers that have, have has gone through the process of getting to the place where they feel like Maybe they need their own team or maybe they need a different culture. Or maybe we need to do something different. I want to talk about how do we highlight them to make them feel valued on the team? And then what are some of the things we can do as leaders to be able to create an environment where our high performers will stay? Do you guys like this topic today? Because I think this is something that is, uh, this is something that I, we've dealt with with um, so many different teams, but we, but we don't talk openly with it. And we're very fortunate to have with us Mona Malone and Melanie, and they're both high performers with Christy Buck's team who have agreed to just kind of talk openly about being a team member, being a high performer, and what that looks like and the challenges that they feel. And it's how do we address some of those? How do we address some of those challenges? And then we have the amazing Samantha. Samantha is the operations manager for the Christy Buck team. Uh, she's been with Christy since it was just since she was her babysitter. Uh, Christy Buck. Uh, Samantha, tell us a little bit about kind of um, where you were. We started coaching back in 2012. I want you guys to think about that. So we're still coaching. Some people think after a year, their coaching's done. Oh yeah, my year's up. I'm, my contract's up. I'm out. Well, since 2012, 
That's when Christy came to a seminar and signed up for coaching, and she's still coaching today. Uh, but her business has transformed, and we've had to do completely different things in that in that process. Uh, Samantha, give us say hello to everybody, and let's just talk a little bit about the team. Hi, everyone. Super excited to be here with you today. So, like Real said, we started with Christy back in 2012. I was Christy's babysitter long before that, when I was 17 years old. And I started working for her in the company. I was 19 as her part-time assistant. She wasn't sure if she had enough work back then. So I was part-time here and there. And as the team grew, it's just been really fun to watch it. We met Burl. Actually, Mona was our very first buyer agent hire in 2013. So a year after that. And since then, now we're a team of 34 of us. I oversee the team with Christy, pretty much her right hand. We work side by side with everything. And now we have an assistant we share together, 17 buyer agents, two listing agents, commercial department, um, several admin that help us run everything. Last year, we closed right under 400 transactions and did 136 million sale volume. Uh, it was a really good year, even with COVID and everything we had going on, but it, it's been fun. And like Burl said, you know, we'll never stop coaching every time we turn around. Uh, we have so many questions to ask and things to figure out. That's kind of fun. So when they when they started, they were at 250,000 GCI. Now they're at 200 million in sales. I want you to do the math on that. And uh, it's been a really cool transition. How much, and so the other thing that a lot of team leaders wonder is, you know, how do I go from, you know, being all, you know, how much of the business was Christy then and how much of it is, it, is her production now? So 100% of it was Christy then and now, not even 5%, honestly. She rarely does clients and it's usually friends and family, like her kids. And that's about it. The rest of it, she hands right over to the team. Or maybe an investment property here and there. So how many of you would like to build your business to the point where your production doesn't matter in the success of the team? Is there anybody interested in that concept? Okay, so you're in good company. You're in good company here. Now, I also think that some of we like, like, I love what I do. It's okay to love what you do. It doesn't mean you ever have to stop. It just means you don't have to do it to succeed. So you get to choose to do as much as you want because it's your business, but you don't have to. And that's a very different way of approaching the business. I've learned a long time ago when I stopped needing the business, the business came much bigger and faster. But when I was hungry, you almost give off a stench that people can smell. Like it's like, oh yeah, they need it. They, they got commission breath, whatever that looks like to you. And so getting to that place where you don't have to have it so bad is a really, a, a really a, uh, an important thing in your life. I'm going to share my screen with you really quick. Let's see. While I do that, uh, Samantha, will you do me a favor and just will you introduce our two amazing rock stars and tell us a little bit about who they are, what they do on the team, what their, what their role is? Absolutely. I'd love to. It's my favorite part. I love getting to brag about them. Um, so our first I have on the screen is Mona because I see her here, Mona Malone. She, like I mentioned a minute ago, she's our first buyer agent we hired in 2013. Mona now is one of our top producing agents who we call our diamond level production. She runs our commercial department. Mona has a full-time assistant and she's growing a team within our team underneath us. And she's just the go-to. She's a rock star. I want to say Mona did 16 million sale volume in 2021. And then you have Miss Melanie, who has been on the team six years, almost seven at this point. Who is Rookie. also, yeah, right. I know. 
Um, she's right up there, diamond level production agent as well, which we'll talk about what that means. And that she has a team within our team. She has a full-time assistant and we're looking at getting her some showing assistance. And Melanie did about 15, 16 million as well in sale volume last year. Ladies say hello. Hello. <laughs> so Samantha, let's talk about kind of the dynamics of being on a, on a, on a team call and realizing that your top performers aren't happy. Yeah. You know, that was what I love most about our team is that we're very transparent here and we are not perfect. And when there's an issue, we want to openly talk about it with the team. And we've had numerous dinners and conversations with our, our larger producers as we're bringing on new agents of, I don't feel elevated. Like I love being on this team and everything, but I don't feel like I stand out with 17 others on the team now. And I feel like I'm capped out and you know, they, they want to do more, but they want to be with the team and we want them here. So we've spent months and months sitting with the two of them, Mona and Melanie specifically, on what that looks like. What does it mean to be elevated? What does it mean to grow for them? And, you know, it, it all starts with those hard conversations. And I think a lot of people are scared to have them. And we're so appreciative that the two of them came to us and gave us that opportunity instead of just up and leaving, which I think a lot of people do because they're scared to talk to their team leader. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Um from the two of you, what, you know, did it get to the point where something was going to break and you just had to have a conversation or uh, was it kind of building over time before you decided, hey, you know, let's really address this? Um, one of the things for me was um, just kind of hearing in the background, the noise in the back, just kind of like with the newer agents, like, okay, Melanie gets, it's kind of like, sometimes you would hear it's not fair or why does she get this and why does she get that? And it, and it, it would make me, I was walking around with a guilt feeling, like, why is everybody talking about me? I mean, you know, it's, it made me feel awkward that I was getting more, you know, than other agents. And, it, and I felt like people were talking about me and I just, I wasn't, it was bringing my self-esteem down and it, that was a big thing. And that was one of the things that I was struggling with on not being an even, you know, I just, I felt like, you know, they, they just kind of new agents kind of walked in thinking they, you know, should be getting the same things that the seasoned agents that we've been doing this for a long time. We have a whole lot more experience and we are some of that people, you know, they go to us, you know, with all of their questions most of the times. And um, they still felt, I, I, it seemed like they still felt everything should be an even, you know, everything even on the team because they're on the team. Yeah, you know, that's like, uh, I have my kids in competitive sports, not rec sports. In rec sports, everybody gets a trophy. In competitive sports, only the ones who win get a trophy. And the reason is, is because I want them to understand and learn that life isn't fair. And that when you work hard and you convert more deals, it creates more opportunities for you. And it's the same thing on teams. Not everybody should get equal distribution of leads. Like if, if I've got someone that's converting three times as many leads, I, I can't afford not to give them to them. Does that make sense? And so, but if you don't explain how someone gets to the point where they get an abundance of leads or they get greater assistance or help, if that's not communicated, then it's very easy to create animosity within the team. And I think the big challenge there was there wasn't a communication process in place that put people into, into categories or levels that let them know that when you get here, you get this too. So they could, there was no clear path. It was just not fair. All right. 
like that. How about you, Mona? So I think mine is probably more along the lines of just trying to help with burnout. Um, I know that's something that every realtor experiences. And as we've been in the business longer and longer, you get to a point where you're starting to think, okay, I've been doing this all these years. And at some point, you've got to have that extra payback. You've got to have the, the return on your hard work, basically. Um, so, you know, we appreciate the fact that we need to be able to take that time off. We need to be able to disconnect every once in a while. Whereas if it's just you, there is no one else to pick up the slack when you're gone. You know, you never get that chance to disconnect. That was a huge thing for me and my family. So for you, it was time and balance. Right, for sure. Yeah. And Melanie started feeling undervalued and over um, and, and, and separated. She was, she was getting cool stuff and feeling valued, but it made her feel guilty for it, which is totally too, just like what Mona said, that's 100% me as well. Too. Yeah. So Samantha, let's talk about it. Let's just kind of talk about some of the things that we went through from a discussion perspective and having conversations. And we've actually had direct conversations with team members about how they're feeling because from a coach's perspective, it was important for me to understand that, you know, a lot of times, the team member will say it's about a split, but that's really not the real problem. And uh, the real problem is life balance, time, energy, support, opportunity, right? There's a lot of other things, but they don't know how to communicate it. So they come to the team leader and say, well, you know, I, I don't feel like our relationship is in balance. And so we quickly adjust the split, but it doesn't change the, it doesn't change the environment or create more opportunity or create the right uh, the right acknowledgement. So Samantha, let's talk about some of the things that as we were addressing these that you guys uh, decided to do as a team. Yeah, of course. So when we just starting out with the basics of it, before we dove into some of the, the more extensive portions, is at the very least, it was, you know, in the title and position that we give each team member starting out is we really spend a lot of time and thought into that, you know, our admin aren't our assistants. We are different coordinators, you may have your marketing manager, just elevating our admin from the start because they are such a crucial part of our business. And, you know, we do team member Tuesday posts on all of our social media and we have a big sign out in front of our building that we also display it. You'll see Heather on the screen right here, one of our admin. And, you know, just to make them feel important and special and point out life things about them, we also started where we do trainings twice a week, plus we have our meeting and huddle. We pull in each person just for their specialty. Mona runs our commercial and land like nobody else. Melanie, when she's in Boomtown, I mean, everybody wants to be like Melanie there. So we pull both of them in for trainings on that aspect. If you've got our listing agents, you know, who are just great converters, we pull them in. And I think starting out with just that alone is giving everybody a voice, but inside of the team. And it's teaching people that respect of, you know, Melanie is at this level because of this. And she's getting to share that skill set as opposed to just being tucked in her office and nobody being around her. And then as, you know, once we sat down every year, we started what's called a kickoff party with the team. And it's kind of grown the last two years. This was our big year where we decided at our kickoff party in January, not only are we going to wrap up and talk about last year's numbers, but we created this level with our team members. And, you know, if you're at 125,000 
and up in commissions on the agent side, they're going to be our diamond level agents. And if they're pause for just a second. Yeah. So one of our big goals is that we want everybody on the team making a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Like your job as a leader is to look at every individual salesperson on your team and ask the question, what can I do to help you get to hundred grand in real estate? Even on the splits that we recommend in our program, 40, 60, 45, 55, 50, 50, you can make hundred grand in any market. And so we want our, so instead of focusing on the split, we focus on how much can they take home? And as leaders, if you start really focusing on making sure, uh, like how many agents do you have on your team that are diamond? And if the answer is none, then how do we get them there? Mm-hmm. And that should be your focus for 2022 is how do we get them there? Sorry, Samantha. No, that's okay. And honestly, that's true because two of our agents that are, we have four agents in our diamond level are our listing agents who they have a lower split than buyer agents. And that's not stopping them from getting up there. Um, it's, it's the activities that they're putting in. So when we came up with this, there's four different levels for our sales partners. You've got diamond, gold, silver, and standard. And what this did is it allowed us, like Melanie said earlier, she gets double the amount of Zillow leads everyone else gets because her production was at a set level. But we didn't have it very clear that explained that. It was just, well, Melanie gets it because Melanie can produce. This way we can come in and we say, if you're a diamond level producing agent from the previous year and you made 125,000 or up, you have doubled the amount of lead flow here. You get special lead rights to this service. It just allowed us to really distinguish and divide who is getting what under that title, not under that person. And it took that feeling of Melanie feeling guilty and bad off of her because it's, it's not Melanie getting it. It's our diamond level agents getting it. Melanie just happens to be one of the diamond level agents. And so Melanie, when they, when, when they announced the diamond and the gold and the silver, tell me how the team responded to that. I think they were positive. And I think that only now that it's kind of set, I think that kind of inspires them to like, okay, I'm going to do it. I even had an agent this morning. Uh, that's uh, me. Generally speaking, the longer. Let me go ahead and mute that. Okay. Uh, another agent this morning, um, um, I asked if he could show for me and he's like, I'm absolutely. And I was like, oh, I totally got, you know, I'll be showing, I'll show for you anytime. He's like, Oh no, you've done so much for me. But then he's just like, you know, my goal is to be like you, you know, this year. And I'm like, okay, you're going to be the diamond. You're going to get that diamond level. Yes. He goes, I'm going to try to get it this year. I'm like, no, you are going to get it this year. And he goes, yes, I am going to get it. So I think it kind of gives them something to look forward to and they can kind of see exactly, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I, it was very positive. Owner, you've seen the same thing in the office as far as the response from the announcing of, of levels? I think it's exciting. Anytime you have those defined goals, you know, and it, it's a level that people can reach for. Um, we put a lot of emphasis on goals um, with our vision boards and all of those things. So I think that is a huge step in the right direction for everybody to have somewhere to go because sometimes, especially when you're first starting out, you have goals to do great, but you have to define exactly what those goals are. And I think having these levels and these different awards um, really, like Melanie said, gives you that that goal to work toward. I think it helps tremendously. So Samantha, give a little more, tell me, tell me what are some of the other things that a diamond level get and how they qualify at each level? 
Yeah, so on our team, we have a desk fee that each agent pays a month. And we have a couple file fees that are in there. If a diamond level agent, you're at 125,000 and up, you no longer have your desk fee. You also have zero file fees. So the company is taking on your client gift, your errors in admission, um, some miscellaneous other fees, admin bonuses. We take on all of those expenses for them. And it's just a way of giving back to them. They're working hard. They're here, you know, they're giving our name out there. I mean, huge pride. So it's, it's we want to give back to them, things like that. We also, once they're at that level, all of our agents have a company vehicle and they pay insurance on that monthly. Our agents in the diamond level no longer have to pay um, their insurance on the vehicle. We cover that completely. Um, there's so many things we do. They get double lead flow. They have first opportunity to grow a team within the team. And that just really gives clear vision for the agents who are like, well, why do they get a full-time assistant? When can I get one? Well, when you hit actually gold level is when we start looking at a shared assistant paid for by the company. Then when you get to diamond level, you qualify to have your own. So it just really gives them clear, measurable things to work toward. And when you bump down to our gold level, so our second level, there are three agents that fell in gold level this year, and that's 75,000 to 125. So I know that's a big jump in that section, but we really wanted them to stand out too. And they get some additional things. They have no desk fee. They still pay their file fees, but no desk fee, which that saves them 395 a month. That, that was a pretty big expense to them. They also have opportunity for additional lead sources in there. And um, they have a shared assistant. So the company will pay as long as they're doing their minimum, you know, they're averaging three a month, the company will pay. And it's about two to three of them share an assistant with that. So it's not like there's 10 of them using it. There's only three. And that really helps them leverage their time. You know, they're able to, that assistant can write contracts for them. They can look through their boomtown leads, they can convert things, they can set appointments, follow up on feedback, basically anything and everything that agent needs, that assistant is there to help them. They're cross-trained, they're ready to step in and do anything that assistant's also licensed. So if we need to send them out the door to show for those agents, that's also available. And I think that's been huge. When you bump down to the silver level, that is 50,000 to 75,000. And we had uh, quite a few, actually, the majority, um, several of our new agents all fell in that category. And, you know, that one has some perks as far as some different lead things, but we're not giving them, they're having their standard lead flow. We're not giving them double. We're not overwhelming them, but we're there to support and help. Our sales manager is meeting with our silver level and our standard pretty much every day after huddle. They have to do three trainings a week with her so that she can try to elevate them to the next level. They've got the diamond level agents there as mentors to help them through their files. And then you've got your standard sales partner. Those are your brand new people just coming on, those under 50,000. And, and that's pretty much the, the four levels that we've come up with so far for that piece of it. So I love it. So um, for those of you that are listening in, 
feel free to use the questions, the Q&A box, if you have questions for Samantha or any of the team members, and I'll do my best to ask your, ask your questions. How are you liking the idea of setting up levels on your teams where your agents can have different levels of support as they hit different levels of income? You know, as a team leader, you know, even if you're on a 50-50 split, you know, and the agent hits a 125, that means so did you. And so if you have 10 agents that are hitting diamond, that's a big deal. You know, that's a seven figure, that's seven figures on the, in, on, on the net income to you if you build your business correctly. So we want to make sure you're thinking through this as you create scale in your business is the way that you as leaders get everything you want is to hire people to help them get whatever they want. So tell us about kicking it off and how you launch that. Now, Samantha, you know, from the time we decided, from the time that we decided to create levels to the launch party, how much time did you have? And I want you guys all to understand how she put, how this is the mind of Samantha and how she worked, how fast you put this all together. Uh, I want to say 10 days max, maybe seven, that includes weekend. Uh, if that, and I was on vacation five of those days, so <laughs> that was an adventure. Um, honestly, so the kickoff party, we, Christy loves giving back to the team. If that is one thing about her, that is her pride and joy. She loves giving back, loves giving gifts, loves making them feel important. So we sat together and she said at the annual kickoff party, I really want to do it big this year. And I'm like, okay, what you got in mind? And so she gave us all of these ideas and we get somebody to come in and cater and they cook for the team. And you'll see in this picture below, each team member when they come in, they each had an assigned balloon that they grabbed this particular year. And it stood for something, a different level for them. And they had no idea. Every black one had a hundred dollar bill hidden in it. That was for the admin. They had no idea. And it was just really fun because, you know, everybody walks in, they have all of these balloons underneath the tables. We have tablecloths. Hidden, and every single agent this year went home with what we called an agent survival kit. And it was really funny when they opened it, it's all personalized, had their initials, their names. They had a rain jacket in their bag. They had a roll of toilet paper. You always need toilet paper when you're at open houses. Um, a flashlight, a tape measure, a clipboard. Um, pretty much everything that they would need to be out showing and if they were to be stuck somewhere. And it was just really exciting as you're calling up every single agent's name and you're handing them this agent survival kit. And then, you know, we're giving back to our admin. Every admin got to pick a gift. And so what Christy and I did is we sat down and we came up with a budget. We said, okay, this is how much money we had put back for something else, but we are like, you know what, let's invest it in our team and the kickoff party. And what we did with our top four producers, we ordered these beautiful glass awards and it said diamond level production, Mona Malone on it. And we had asked Jared's Jewelers, the manager there, we wanted to give each one of them a tag watch, which is a, a big gift, but the top four of them we, they did not know we had the manager of Jared's Jewelers came and they brought the watches with them. We had a display table up front and it was covered. So when they walked in, they had no idea what was under any of these bags. And so as you're going, you're lifting up the table with all of the survival kits. You're lifting up the table with all the admin gifts. And then you get to the gold level gifts and they have these beautiful Louis Vuitton purses and all of these high-end things you're handing out. And then the diamond level to pull that off and have all of these watches sitting up there and we're like 
This is for you. You get to pick a watch off of this table. He's going to size you right here in front of everyone. I think it's just a really neat experience. You know, you're not only making your team members feel special, we feel like with the glass award and the recognition and the gifts, but then to give them these big gifts to really work for, and they're meaningful to us. You know, now we want that to be the standard is all of our diamond level agents are going to have these beautiful tag watches. So I don't know, ladies, if y'all want to, to give me some feedback on what you thought of that experience. I felt like if any of y'all ever watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette at the part, part where they're sitting there with the guy with the diamond rings and you sit at this table, it just was like, wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here in front of all this beautiful and I get to pick. And I picked this one, by the way. But it was, it was, it was overwhelming. It was really, really fun. Very great. Very rewarding. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, you know, to be able to go up and pick out what you want. It's not you know, here's something for you. We love, of course, anything that we're given, but it's really neat to go up there and be able to pick out something that's so personal to your style. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of thought that goes into the awards that they give. Um, I noticed somebody asked, are there any men on our team? There are. And the gifts are personalized for them as well. Um, you know, there's man gifts, there's, there's gifts for the women, there's lots of different things that make it really special for each person that's involved. Absolutely. Yeah. We do have five guys on the team and they are like the team husbands around here. They definitely take care of us. They've got their hands full with all of us women, but yeah, we pushed so the guy bags were actually leather. They, we put their last name with it monogram. We, we did give them some slack there. And then the women bags are very feminine. And, you know, we, we try to scale it to everyone's personalities. And, and some of you team leaders are probably thinking, oh my gosh, this is really, this is a big expense. And it is, but if you start at the beginning of the year and say, I'm gonna put X amount back every month, and then you mm -hmm. give yourself more than that five day period and you map it out on your agile and you say, this is what I want to happen. This is the, you know, Christy and I just set budgets and said, X dollar is going for the gold level, X dollar is going for the diamond level, X this. And then we started thinking about those gifts were, it really all came together. And now we have this beautiful agile created with links and prices. And we know what our budget was so we can duplicate it every year after that. Um, another thing we did this year as part of our party to tie in just team interaction and making them feel valued is we did an infinity star award. Our we had the entire team came to an office meeting in December. And again, this was a, a very short decision Christy and I came up with after numerous calls with Verl on how to, to redesign our team. And we had everybody take out a piece of paper and said, we want you to vote for an agent that you think would be our infinity star agent and an admin. And what that person is, is the person that we felt truly was the walking image of our core values. The person that comes in every day in a great mood, um, you know, our core value acronym is outstanding and each one stands for something different. And it's which person do you think is always helpful and with a smile on their face and they're no matter what. And they voted and Alyssa, who you see on the screen is our admin who won and Mona won it for the agents for 2021. And they get this beautiful glass award and Alyssa got her Louis Vuitton perfume and her personalized bag you see. And I think it's just really fun to, to set them apart. And I think 
you know, all of the admin, of course we love, and we told them all it was very close, but just to, to set Alyssa aside like that, you can just tell in her demeanor every day now and everybody's striving to be like Alyssa. Love that. Ladies, did I miss anything on your the party that y'all want to add? I don't think so. I think that covers it. I mean, it it's such a wide range. It's hard to explain all of it um, because there are so many different levels and so many different ways that everybody's rewarded. Um, but so, it, it's Mona, I'm looking at you with the, with the motor. Oh, I'm sorry, Mona. I was looking at you with a motorcycle jacket here. You want to tell me more about that? <laughs> what? <laughs> So yeah, the, the motorcycle jacket there is the award um, for the, the new star reward. Um, but yes, one of my first goals when I started real estate was uh, to buy my own Harley. And I guess about a year and a half in, I was able to do that. So that was pretty amazing. So yeah, that goes right along with it. You guys imagine Mona, this tiny, she's like five foot, if that. <laughs> on this big orange Harley, just driving down the road. It was so fun to see. <laughs> I remember that on your vision board. Yeah. yeah. Melanie wanted to buy a house with a pool and she bought that what, two yeah, years ago, a year ago? Second house. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. So Melanie and Mona, as we're going through this from the agent's perspective, you know, team leaders don't know if this stuff really matters. Is it, is it worth doing and why is it? So definitely it makes it worthwhile. I mean, we have people when we go to conferences and things like that, they'll always say, why do you stay on a team? You can do this on your own. You know, why are you staying with a group when you don't have to? Um, and of course, everybody's idea is you can make so much more money. Well, it, it's definitely not all about making more money. I mean, we all have goals, but the biggest thing is the support that goes along with working on a team. Um, when, when we get to the point where we can have assistance, that is a huge support for us. Um, you know, sick days things with our kids, our families, whatever it might be. Um, we still have somebody here in the office. Um, even if we're out showing, you know, for an entire day, our assistants are in the office. They can start, start offers for us. In our market lately, we have a lot of deadlines for offers. So if you're out running around all day, uh, it, you may work nine to six and still have to sit down and write offers Well, those offers may be due by six o'clock. So the fact that the company uh, can give you those assistance, that is a huge perk. Um, all of the awards are nice, but, you know, just working on a team, you have somebody to fall back on. Um, you have the administrative staff. If someone's always done real estate this way and always had that support. They probably don't realize how helpful that is, but to have transaction coordinators, um, when you get something under file, you know, under contract, you hand that file to the transaction coordinator. They make sure you reach all your deadlines. They schedule your closings, all of those type things. Those are 
additional rewards that we consider that make it very much worth being on a team. To add on to that a little bit is uh, for me is definitely uh, the assistant. Um, before I was on the Christy Buck team, I was on my own for how many years? 10 years, 15 years. And I've always been on my own, 100% commission. But my the consistency was way up and down, like because I would be so busy one month. And while I'm focusing on, on all those leads that I had and getting those to close, that's when I wasn't looking forward and that's where it would, I would fall and then have, you know, I may make 25 one month and then nothing for the next couple of months. So having an assistant now, it just, it just keeps going. It's very consistent on my commissions way more consistent than it ever has been in, in the past. Well, and it's consistently growing. Yes. Well, and I see that Brad, there's a couple questions. Brad asked if the levels are take home pay the agents receive. That is on the agent's portion of their split. So that was, you know, before we took out any of their fees that they formerly paid. So if, if their side, they made the 125 and up, that's what classified them as that diamond level. And then Eric had asked, what do you do once you reach that top level with assistant and more leads? What's the path to get higher? We are working on that aggressively and that is the teams within the team model. And I don't wanna go into it too much because it's very new, the, what we're figuring out, but it's showing agents for these agents. It's putting a buyer agent underneath them. It's how can we get Mona and Melanie to continue making more money, but not be out in the field as much. We had a conversation this morning with the team that I just had with Earl yesterday on you know, leveraging referrals in our top 50 and other areas that we can continue helping these ladies grow and what that looks like for them. I mean, we want Mona to have a team within our company and Melanie to have a team within our company. And, but I want both of them enjoying their homes with their pools that they bought at the same time. You mean after 10 years of coaching, we still talk about the top 50? <laughs> uh, that was half of the call yesterday was top 50. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So just, you know, when your coaches uh, talk about that all the time, the reason is there's so much opportunity there and it's, it's zero cost to business. And we spend so much time going after strangers. Every once in a while, we have to go reset that, see how we're doing and make sure we're headed the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about some other culture fun things you do. Yeah, one of the big things that we do also each year, Christy budgets very well with this is we do a company trip and we chose not to do one this year just because we, we wanted, we had the changes going with elevating of team members and COVID of course is knocking us all down a little, but we do company trips with the whole team. We are also looking at doing a top producer trip and then being able to take a plus one and really just spending that extra time with those top producers. But what we do is in the past, you'll see here's two pictures. We've taken the team to Destin. We've gone to Cabo and we've literally taken the entire team. There's always a few people that can't go. You know, they have babies or whatever their situation. So those that stay back are fully on board to help support the team, do all the showings, field everything we need. But we literally load the whole team up. The company pays for it. And we just take them about four days. We usually have three fun days there and then our travel days. And just have fun. Um, in Destin, we rented a big house that housed all of us. I mean, it was a three-story house. It had, gosh, nine, ten bedrooms in this place. And it's fun because everybody will have designated times that everyone's together. But what you'll see is 
people will get with different groups that they don't normally get with. When we were in Cabo, you know, everything was right there for us on the resort. So in the morning, you'd have four or five people having breakfast together. And then another group of us would come in and you'd see our admin sitting with an agent that they, they hardly communicate with at the office. And it really just brings the team together. And we do fun activities while we're there. We all go fishing or, or silly stuff. We do a lot of competitions. We're very competitive here. Um, a lot of relay events, things like that. But uh, it's just so much fun. Mona drove our pontoon boat and Dustin. Um, there's a lot about Mona you guys don't realize with her Harley and her pontoon boat skills. But uh, yeah, we just have fun and give back to them and we want them to rest. And we really try telling them these three days, put your laptop away, put your phone away, let those back at the office help. And they're happy to help the ones that stayed back. How many of you are looking at the three ladies and saying, oh, come on, you're too sweet to be competitive. Let me tell you something. That is an understatement. You name a competition. I don't care if it's for a pack of gum. Um, these ladies get fierce. It's pretty awesome to watch. They don't even know what they're winning half of the time. We run a contest every single month in our team and they have absolutely no idea, but they're going to win it. I mean, they are going to at all expense. It's just really fun to watch and, and see how they think creative together. Like we are very competitive, but our team works extremely well together. But I think that's because, you know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to figure that out and invest in them and make everyone feel special. I mean, every single team member is important here. Even our office runner. I mean, he's a high school kid and we invite him all of these parties. He's there. He has a gift. He's, you know, we post him on our social media and brag about him. It's, and they go off to college and they come back and said this was their best job they've ever had so far. That's really too with the, the monthly um, challenges. You know, we have different contests all the time, but it's really all inclusive because one month it may be, you know, who gets um, the most listings. Uh, in the next month, it's, you know, what admin are processing most files. There's, there's always something that includes everybody at some point or another. And yeah, she's right. It's usually not about the award or what the gift is. Um, it's just taking pride and really pushing and, and trying to win those, those competitions. I think that's cool. Let me ask, Melanie, let me ask you this. So we, we have all these team leaders here. What would you like team leaders to know about um, high performers and how do they, how, how can they be more proactive at recognizing signs when someone is going to burn out or when they feel like they're not being um, like the, 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 the relationship might be out of balance? Um, I guess communicating is the biggest key. Just talking to, you know, talking it, talking it out, not just holding it in. You have to talk about it like, Samantha talked in the beginning about, you know, some, some of the conversations are difficult and you just have to face it and realize, you know, and figure out how to overcome it, whatever the issue is. We knew with Melanie that she was burned out because every couple of weeks we try really hard to take our top producers and we go to dinner with them. We call it our, our sushi night. We say lady sushi night because we have yet to, some of the guys haven't hit that that level yet but we we knew Melanie was not showing up to these and she was very quiet and she was not saying a word in our meetings and we just know how Melanie's personality she has this huge big personality and when she's quiet something is wrong 
And it was Christy actually for a couple of days was like, something is really wrong with Melanie. I can feel it. And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, no, there is. And sure enough, Christy reached out to Melanie and, and Melanie poured it all out there for us. And, you know, which, which again, we appreciate it. First, it's hard to swallow as a team leader or as management, like, what do you mean they don't love where they're at and they don't appreciate it? Um, but, you know, we had to be open-minded and say, okay, if, if we don't make a change, we are going to lose our top producers. And it's not just about losing that production. It's about losing that family member to us. I mean, Melanie and Mona are our family. They're all our family. So it's what are we going to do to work together so we can all continue to grow? Well, and years ago, it was sort of a running joke, you know, whose turn is it going to be to cry today? You know, it was at least honestly once a week that we would get overwhelmed and just really have to step back. So I think the team has gotten really good about recognizing when somebody is to that point, um, you know, and as soon as somebody says, I'm burned out, I'm tired, whatever it is, you have a handful of people that jump in and offer, what can I do? Let me take your listings. Let me go show for you. Let me do, you know, whatever it is to ease that burden off of them. Um, and I do think our stress levels, of course, they get high. Um, we get frustrated, but I do think that's a lot better that we have the support. Um, even our admin are licensed. So if we need somebody to run and unlock a house or go and show for us at the last minute, something like that, um, even our administrative staff can do that. I appreciate um, just, just this whole team and not only that, just Burl, you know, when I did have some struggles and some things on, you know, going on, not, you know, some questions, whether the team was the right fit for me or not, you know, it was just, it wasn't just like, okay, what's the problem then? But it's truly like, like Christy kept coming back and forth, what, what, you know, how, just kind of talking about things and changes and changes that we're going to do within the team. And then even Burl coming in, okay, I appreciated that so much, you know, it goes all the way to Burl. It's not just, doesn't just stop at Christy. It, you know, I just really appreciated that. I, anytime I have an opportunity to talk to any of you one-on-one, -on -one, I, I, I love doing that. I would rather do that than the big stuff that I do because I care so much about you individually. And I think most of our coaches feel that way too. And uh, we just, you know, we just love seeing you succeed and, and we don't want anyone to be hurt because of, you know, we're growing too fast or too much or whatever. We want to make sure everybody's taken, um, you know, everybody's true feelings are taken into account because there's enough for everybody. One of the, one of the things we've had lots of conversations about is the pie and that sometimes you have to be okay taking a smaller piece of a bigger pie as a team leader. And so, you know, it's, it's okay to create an environment where other people can succeed. And so what, what does that look like? And what does that mean? And we can get into that if you have questions about that. This has been phenomenal. Um, uh, by the way, can we just let um, Melanie and Mona know how much we appreciate them just being transparent and honest and just showing up with us and saying, you know, what's on their heart. Is there any, is there anything else you'd like our team leaders to know uh, before we wrap up today about uh, being on a team or attracting talent? And remember you're talking to the team leaders, you know, what, what do you want them to know about like creating the right culture? I think one of the biggest things, sometimes we don't know what we need when we come to them with a problem um, or we come to them just crying, we're just overwhelmed or 
Um, thank goodness that doesn't happen that often anymore. Um, but it, we really appreciate the fact that they will take the time and you will take the time to work through those issues um, because we just don't know what we don't know. Um, we just get to a point, we know we're exhausted. We know, you know, maybe we're not spending time with our family like we should be, things like that. And we just really appreciate that um, the company will work through those issues with us instead of just going, sorry, we can't help you, you know, go on down the road. It's a big deal for sure. Yeah, I would definitely say team leaders and, and management even is being open to listening to your team and go to your coach. I mean, the coach will step in and be, I mean, he's come to us sometimes like, no, y'all's thinking is, is not necessarily correct. Let's reroute it. You know, your team members' feelings are valid if they're coming to you to tell you they feel a certain way. Be open to listening. I mean, it's easy for us to shoot them down because we're like, no, this is how it is. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Like we need to adapt to the times and change. And, you know, your people are the ones that are going to be there to tell you how it needs to change and what they need help with. A lot of, uh, a lot of gratitude on, on, the, on the chat box and the, and the questions. So thank you, everybody. I do want to tell you, I think everybody on here is clients, but um, if you're not, you can go to workmansuccess.com, retain your team. We'll make sure you get a copy of this webinar. There's a lot of nuggets in here. You should go back and watch and kind of understand what they're doing and the culture and how they're interacting with everybody. Um, and you're welcome to you're welcome to go there. If you're if for some reason somebody's on here that's not a client, get get a strategy session, meet with one of my team and talk to them about what it looks like to coach with workmen because there's just a phenomenal amount of coaches and people just like this that want to pour into your business and help you as well. Um, I promise I'd give you a quick leverage announcement. So I'm going to tell you what that looks like. Um, so leverage is going to be the 14th, 15th, and 16th of March. It's going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Grand America, which is the nicest hotel in downtown Salt Lake City. It happens to be during the ski season. And so uh, even though hotel rates are at a peak, we negotiated the same hotel rates as we had in Phoenix. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great deal. And the cool thing about this location is it's literally a $2.50 train ride from the airport. And it, the tracks drops you off at the hotel. And then everywhere downtown has free tracks. You can get to any hotel, any restaurant, any bar. And then on Thursday, the 18th, we're doing an open day where... Uh, we're arranging for those who want to ski or snowmobile or go sledding or just go enjoy Utah sports uh, to go out there and play with their teams. And it's going to be a, it's just going to be a It's going to be a phenomenal event. We wanted to move it further back into Phoenix, but uh, spring training happens. When spring training happens, all the hotels go up and all the airfare goes up and everything gets elevated. And so we decided to bring it to our own backyard. Now this public announcement hasn't happened yet. So just because you're on this call, you know about it. If you haven't registered for leverage, one of the cool things about it is, is we've moved into a venue that has more capacity. So our sold out event has the ability to have more of you attend with us. It's going to be one of our greatest events. Then we're going to piggyback onto it for our coaches. Uh, the Friday, Saturday will be our coach training. So coach training will happen directly after leverage. So all of our coaches will be here and then they'll stay for the next couple of days. So uh, get your teams. If you haven't leveraged, get excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will, um, we will make sure that you all get notifications and the opportunity to participate. I want to just give a special thanks to Samantha and to Mona and to Melanie. Thank you for being here. Thanks for uh, participating and thanks for being willing to share with everybody. It's been just a tremendous call today. Uh, have a great 2022. Uh, we're going to launch a listing challenge on the 18th uh, that is going to last all the way through leverage and we're going to have unbelievable 
huge prizes. So you want to make sure you participate in that thing. Uh, so you'll be awarded at leverage when you get there. All right, everybody, thanks for being here. Have a great uh, rest of your month. We'll see you on the 18th for our uh, phase one of Leverage Virtual. And then we go live on into March. Bye, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.